In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com. Welcome to the Dad DeLorean Podcast. We are on episode 11. So this is just another day and another discussion of everything that we have been watching and enjoying with our families and kind of just reminiscing about the week in fatherhood and parenting. This week, I will be totally honest with you, was kind of a rough week for me just because I was in a position that really I haven't been in a whole lot during the whole pandemic, and that is having to simultaneously watch one of my sick children while also getting my work done. And that is one of those things, like, I'll be honest with you, it was rough because my oldest was at home for three days this week, just not feeling well. And he's fairly self-sufficient, honestly. Like, you know, I can do what I need to do and kind of, as long as I'm making sure that he's feeding himself and not hurt, like, he's pretty good about going about his business without necessarily needing any intervention. But it was one of those things where it could not have been a worse week for it because my personal workload was enough that I was like, I've got a lot to do. I need to really focus, buddy. Like, are you going to be okay? And he would occasionally be asking me to come help him. You know, I'd, he'd be playing Lego Star Wars or something, and he's like, Dad, I need you to help this. And he he's playing levels that I know that he's played before. And at one point, I was just really frustrated because I was trying to get something done, and he kept calling, Dad, I need your help. Dad, I need your help. And I raised my voice. And, I mean, it's one of those things. I think a lot of people are at that point right now where, you know, if you've been stuck under quarantine and not been able to, you know, really get out of the house do anything you know we've got a very limited social circle right now and so most of what we're seeing is our families and it's not that we don't love our families it's just that every once in a while like you know i think about the fact before all of this started i had about a 30 minute each way drive to and from the office and i would go in get my work done and then i would come home at the end of the day and i've got that kind of buffer where i got the drive time to really kind of prep myself for the work day and then to kind of remove myself from work and really shut down from it. And so it's been different for me because I am the only one who really never ever leaves the house now. And I, you know, my commute is from one end of the hall to the other. And, you know, I laugh because it's a nice short commute, but it's really been a struggle for me in terms of kind of like feeling the isolation. And we're all going through that, you know, but it was a moment where I raised my voice and immediately regretted it. And like, 
I'm not going to lie. I actually had a moment where I cried and I told my wife, I felt like a failure as a parent. Like, I honestly would rather have been helping him out with the video game level. That Yes, I had played with him multiple times. I played with him, I played that game before he was born and had played through that level multiple times. And so it was one of those things for me where I really at that point wanted to be able to do that and... I couldn't like it was just that was how much work that I had to get done that day and I just it left me feeling kind of like a failure parent and I think a lot of us right now are going through that where it's just mentally taxing you know everything we've been through in the last year 2020 was a rough year like I'm thinking back you know the last normal day that we had quote unquote was March 13th which was Friday the 13th of all things so and, you know, we joked, you know, we get to the Friday the 13th in October and, oh, well, maybe things will reset and everything will be fine. You no, know, no, we're still, we're in end of January now. It's going to be February coming up by the time this releases. And, you know, we're getting to the point where I think things are going to be more hopeful and I think things are going to start opening up a little bit more. And we're going to be hopefully a little less fearful than we have been for the last year because there was a lot of fear for a lot of different reasons. And I feel like all of the fear was hitting all at once and that stressed a lot of people out and you know, it messes with your head quite honestly. Like it's one of those things that you really, you know, when you're isolated and you don't have the ability to kind of spend time around other people and really talk about things, I think that fear can really make you feel like you're on an Island. And really I, none of us are on an island like there are still people that I follow up with who are you know friends that are outside of you know, my social circle here and like I will discuss things and like people that I will even just discuss things with on Instagram like I've got good friends that I feel like I can talk to and kind of discuss things with and that's been a huge blessing because I know that there are more people than just me going through things right now and honestly like I'm fine like I don't feel like I'm bottling anything or you know anything like that it was just one of those moments where I would rather have been doing something with my child but I had to work and like I didn't have any way to really drop it off on one of my coworkers. like I really needed to do it myself and so that has been kind of my week this week. It's just been, you know, he's doing fine. Like, it's one of those things he's not necessarily sick sick. Like, had a little bit of a cough, sniffles, that sort of thing. Like, you know, just your common cold. Like, it's nothing major. But it's one of those things in the time that we're currently living in. Like, everybody, you, you cough anywhere. You know, you just have a dry throat and let out a little. <clears throat> and, like, everybody's looking at you like you have the plague. So, it definitely made sense to kind of make sure that he doesn't go anywhere. I get it. But it just was one of those weeks where it could not have happened on a worse week. And I got, I managed to get my stuff caught up. I spent a couple evenings after the boys were in bed doing my work and getting caught up on that. But what about you? Is it something where you kind of feel like right now you've just been under a lot of stress and kind of need that break? Like, let me know. You can either hit me up via Instagram at the Dad DeLorean Podcast. You can email me, the Dad DeLorean Podcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website, thedaddelorean.net. If you want to leave a comment, even in a review on, say, iTunes, like not only would that help us in terms of being able to kind of get visibility out there for more people to kind of join in the conversation, but also that would be something where I'd be absolutely happy to look up and just use any comments there. But if you want to even send in a comment via voicemail, you can go ahead and do that and go ahead and shoot that. Basically, just record something with your voice memos on your phone. Shoot that via email to the Dad DeLorean podcast at gmail.com. 
And yeah, if you send in a voicemail, we will definitely bring you on air and kind of have you on there. And that would be something that we'd be really excited to share. But we're going to go ahead and head to our first break. And then we're going to come back and talk about what we watched this week. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. And we are back. Thanks so much again for joining us on the Dad DeLorean podcast. So this week, wow, it's been quite a week, I would say. Like one of the things we finished watching Rebels with Alton and it was something, you know, he's seen Star Wars, all of the movies. So he kind of knows what happens in there and, you know, Order 66 was coming, but it gave you a perspective that you didn't get in the films and that was what was going on for some of the other Jedi more specifically what was going on with Ahsoka as she was on her way to Coruscant with Darth Maul and you know my wife and I were having conversations about this and there's really a lot of situations where you think about what if and like almost you know that Marvel is coming out with an animated series called what if where it looks at the different things that changed throughout the history of the Marvel Universe, like, if you change one little thing, how would it happen, you know? What if Agent Carter took the super soldier serum? What if um, there were Marvel zombies? Things different, like, you know, different things like that that you don't necessarily see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but you could potentially find, hey, what else happened here? Like, what, you know, it's one of those comic book tropes that I think was kind of a fun thing that Marvel used to do, where they would throw out a what-if story, you know, if somebody got a different... or somebody got powers differently like what if Gwen Stacy was Spider-Man instead of Peter Parker and what if Peter Parker became the lizard things like that so and so Amanda was saying what if they did something similar like that for Star Wars where you got to see well what would happen if you took this particular concept and moved it like what if Ahsoka had never let out Darth Maul so that he could escape and act as the distraction on the cruiser when she's trying to escape Order 66 what if Anakin hadn't been the one to go after um, what if Anakin had gone with her as opposed to going to help save the chancellor, you know, different things like that, that you really kind of wonder, Oh, how would this have changed the story? And I think that would be something, I don't know if that's something that star Wars is going to be doing in terms of the, just going forward with their stories. But I think it would be something that if they could take a note from Marvel and kind of try that out, I think that would be a lot of fun just to see kind of how the Star Wars stories could have changed based on the choices of one person or the decisions and what happened after that. So 
that's one thing that we did this week. And as a result of being done with Clone Wars, we've now started watching Rebels. And because Alden was sick, he has already gotten up into most of the way through season two, I think. But, you know, we have been watching that and kind of he's been enjoying that. His favorite character on that is Chopper, and he will pretend to be Chopper, which can be fun or can be maddening because then he starts going and doing the whole and it's like no buddy i need you to speak english i don't understand chopper from you like that's just you know it is what it is that's how he is <laughs> kind of playing now so i've been having fun with that then my wife and i have watched wandavision this week and before i even open my mouth guys spoilers ahead i continue to hold fast to my saying that I will wait until the Monday after it has premiered to make sure that you all don't get spoiled before then. But it is something where if you haven't watched it by Monday, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast until after you've watched it because I am going to go pretty in depth on it. So just to kind of recap, WandaVision up until this point, you've got three episodes of basically different eras of sitcom going back to the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and kind of different things going on there. And you've got that idyllic sitcom life where everything is perfect, but then you see little cracks here and there where something's just not quite right and you're not sure what it is that's going on, but you kind of start to wonder. And we ended last week's episode with Agent Rambeau being sent out and we didn't necessarily know that her name was agent rambo at that point unless you are somebody who pays attention to the casting news and you knew that the character is supposed to be monica rambo who is maria rambo's daughter last seen in captain marvel back in the 90s when she was still a little kid and so the first thing that you get out of this week's episode that i thought was absolutely incredible is a piece that they never really addressed in Adventures Endgame. They kind of sort of addressed it a little bit in Spider-Man Far From Home, but they didn't address it to the level where you necessarily felt like they could have, and I feel like this kind of gave you a better thought behind it, and that was the unsnapping. And when basically the Hulk snapped everybody who had been eliminated by Thanos back into existence with the Infinity Gauntlet, and you had to stop and think about if everything went back to exactly where it was five years ago, there were people coming back in places where they may have completely moved on. And Monica Rambeau was a absolute perfect example of this. And they did a phenomenal job in the sequence because when the episode starts off, you see her arriving back from her snapped away existence sitting on a chair in a hospital and this hospital is going completely crazy she gets up she doesn't see her mother starts running around i'm looking for my mom i'm looking for my mom and she runs into one of the doctors that had helped her mom and she's like your mom's not here she said no i was just here a minute ago she's like your mom died but the surgery went well she goes the cancer came back so you find out very quickly into this that maria rambo who was in captain marvel had been just out of surgery for cancer and her her daughter got snapped away. And when her daughter comes back, she's expecting her mother to be there in the bed. The bed was empty and come to find out that her mother passed away two years after she had been snapped out of existence. So 
it was a very interesting way to kind of start that episode off to kind of bring you up to speed because this episode basically pivots so that you go from seeing everything that's going on inside of Wanda and Vision's iconic television show and finding out how things are going on outside of things. And so she comes back three weeks after that. She comes back to work at S.W.O.R.D., which you find out very quickly was founded by her mother, and they basically had to move on without her. She would have probably been next in line for being the director of S.W.O.R.D., but they have an acting director in there for the time being, and she comes back and gets asked to go help on an FBI thing where they were requesting a drone to come and examine something. So then you go with her to this place in New Jersey, Westfield, and you meet FBI agent Wu, who you might remember from our previous outing with Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, was assigned to making sure that Scott stayed under house arrest during his time under probation after he had gotten arrested. And... They basically are there talking to a couple of police officers who were from Eastfield, standing right next to Westfield's sign, and the Eastfield people are saying, Westfield doesn't exist, like, no such town kind of thing. And you find out from Agent Wu that apparently he had somebody who was in witness protection that was living in Westfield that is now gone. Only... Agent Rambo and Wu at this point remember Westfield. The locals don't remember it at all. And so you're kind of going, what's going on here? Well, Agent Rambo sends up the drone and you find out that that drone actually, when it penetrates the field around Westfield, it disappears. And you realize that that drone wound up being the toy helicopter that Wanda found during the second episode of... WandaVision. So it had converted to something more period appropriate that looked like a toy helicopter from that era, but it changed. And as soon as they realized that it disappeared, they're like, what's going on here? And Agent Rambo goes and gets closer to it, realizes that there's an energy field, sticks her hand in it, and then winds up getting sucked into it. And so at that point, S.W.O.R.D. begins to roll out scientists and everything, and we bring back Darcy Lewis from the Thor movies, who was played by Kat Denning, and she was phenomenal in the role as kind of the comic relief, and she still is fantastic comic relief, but to see her and Agent Wu playing off against each other, I feel like that was a really great choice, because you get a couple of ancillary characters from the previous movies that really interact well as their kind of comic relief in there. And so they realize very quickly that S.W.O.R.D. has no idea what's going on. They just know that there should be a town here and there's some field around the town that is not allowing things to penetrate. And they go on about this and you basically are seeing them research. You find out that the man who showed up in the bee suit was an agent who went in through the sewers. It started out as a hazmat suit. As soon as he penetrated the field, it converted to the beekeeper suit. He was tethered, but that tether winds up transforming into a old-school jump rope, and they can't pull him out. Like, it just drops off of him when he gets up. We don't know at this point what happened to him after Wanda basically said no and rewound everything. But there was a lot going on there, and you realize everything was different from this point of view. 
as far as Agent Rambo goes, you don't necessarily know if she is in there and kind of playing it cool or if it's something where because of what's going on there, you have a situation where she's not necessarily in control of her actions or, you know, is there some other force controlling everybody in this with Wanda? More specifically, I think it's something where Wanda is actually in control. You at least realize that she is in control when you think about how the last episode ended with Monica Rambeau being ejected after mentioning Ultron. And then you get to see the other side of that and you get to see more into what happened. And can I just say Elizabeth Olsen goes into a mode when she is addressing Rambo after the mention of Ultron and you didn't get to necessarily see it, but it was a very menacing thing. And quite frankly, I wouldn't have thought of Elizabeth Olsen as being particularly intimidating but it was borderline horrifying as she is standing there doing her kind of magic hands thing. And I hate to pull a baby Yoda reference on there, but she's doing her magic hands thing with the little things. And like, then basically force pushes Rambo completely out of the neighborhood through a wall and all the way out to where she lands in the field where she left off last week. And she comes out of it and says, Wanda, this is all Wanda basically. And so it was, a fantastic episode and then you see Wanda's experience immediately thereafter which you didn't see as much at the end of the last episode but you got to see more and she sees at the end of the episode vision only it's vision after the mind stone was removed and like basically had a giant hole in his forehead from where the mind stone was and then it changed to just regular vision but it was very like it was very freaky to be totally honest but Thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I was super excited when we really got into the kind of meat of it because there was so much going on there. You know, I was talking with Andrew over at the Podflix and Chill podcast, and he said he kind of agreed with me as far as the opening moment. He said it was a really cool moment, but the, he, first I was confused, and then as it was happening, I realized that she got snapped back and totally geeked on it. And also, my friend Garrett over at O'Flynn Decor, he came back to me and said, this episode was awesome. And he and I had a really great conversation kind of in the first couple of episodes where you had that feeling that there was something wrong. And really, he was ready to give up on it. And I think he hung through it, kind of got to the point where it's like, okay, I see where this is going now and kind of is hanging on to it. And I think the payoff absolutely came in this episode because you start to realize there's more going on. Do we still know what it is that's going on? Is this purely Wanda or is there some other force that's doing it? What changed in three weeks between the events of Avengers Endgame and now where Wanda is now holed up in this kind of alternate reality as a TV show? Like there's so many questions that are still unanswered and we still have five more episodes to go here. So there's a lot that I think they're going to be addressing, but it's going to be really interesting. And to kind of see things change here and there, I think it is something where we're going to find that for the most part, the reality is under the control of Wanda, but she's losing control here and there. And I think the scene where Monica brings up Ultron I think that is something where she lost a little bit of control there. And I think as we go forward, there's been previews where Catherine Hahn, her character says, let's take that from the top again and kind of goes out. And so I think that there's going to be little cracks in everything that's going on within her world there. And 
you just there's so much that they're going to be able to do in over the coming episodes. One thing that I do want to discuss too is the fact that we have Paul Bettany saying that there is a character that they are bringing in that hasn't been spoiled yet, and he's super excited because he hasn't gotten to do scenes with this actor before and kind of having that whole discussion. And there's guesses out there, but nobody's really come up with anything concrete for sure about it. But the guess that I am leaning towards, and I've been hearing a lot of people were kind of leaning towards, is Benedict Cumberbatch and bringing his Doctor Strange in, which it makes a ton of sense when you think about the fact that the next Doctor Strange movie is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and that Scarlet Witch is going to be in that. So the question then becomes, is he going to wind up showing up on WandaVision in a cameo? And, like, he apparently has... Whoever this mystery guest is that hasn't been spoiled yet, Paul Bettany was super excited because he said they had some really great scenes together and just very intense. So is Doctor Strange basically going to be coming and trying to help sort out what's going on with Wanda? What's going to be happening there? Like, I... I'm super excited to find out whatever it is. I'm definitely here for the whole ride. I want to see where this plays out to. It's definitely feeling a lot like the House of M storyline, but without the House of M itself, because we haven't really introduced Magneto or the X-Men or anything like that in the Marvel Universe at this point, because the Fox rights are only recently been purchased, and they haven't really worked that in. There's rumors that... Um, the actor who played Quicksilver in the X-Men movies is going to be guest spotting. If they're talking about multiverse for the Doctor Strange films, and it sounds like they're moving in a way where there's going to be multiverse things going on, because also talking about the next Spider-Man movie, it sounds like they're almost doing a live-action Spider-Verse and could be bringing back Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, which... We'll see how that all plays out. I don't know if that's where they're going, if that's just somebody's like internet wish list on what they're hoping to get out of it. I think it would be interesting to explore that. And it sounds like they're going to bring back a couple of really good villains in that, in Jamie Foxx's Electro, who wasn't terrible, and also bringing in um, Dr. Octopus from Tobey Maguire's movie. And that I think is going to be interesting. It may be something where these are more just glorified cameos than actually bringing them full on into the movie realm, but it could be that they're doing more with it. I don't honestly know. I want to find out, but it sounds like if they're going into the multiverse stuff, and I feel like a lot of comic places are going that way too, because if you think about it, DC kind of beat them into the punch with the crisis on infinite earths on the CW series and kind of tying everything together through a multiverse approach. I think it'll be interesting. I'm really excited to kind of figure out where this is all going to be heading, but we will find out more as we go over the coming weeks. So that was kind of our other thing. And then just getting caught up on some more castle. One thing that I will say, cause we're going back to uh, CW's Arrowverse there was an episode that my wife and I watched the other day that was going back to 2009, I think was the date of this particular episode. But we wound up finding not one, but two CW Arrowverse future employees in a teacher played by John Ramsey. John Ramsey? Not John Ramsey. David Ramsey. 
Uh, he plays John Diggle. That's where I get my confusion there. Anyway, he winds up playing a teacher for a private school at the beginning of the episode, and then later on in the episode, Alexis's violin teacher is Tyler Hecklin, who goes on to play Superman in the CW Arrowverse. So, that was kind of a fun little, oh, hey, look, these guys were around before they got into their uh, bigger breaks in the DC universe. But it was a really fun episode, just kind of, the, you had the Arctic Explorer, who was the con man, and wasn't actually an Arctic Explorer, was recording everything out of an apartment and making money to go ahead and do this quote-unquote Arctic adventure where he helped the kids and winds up getting murdered. It was it was a very interesting episode all overall. Really, really enjoyed it. Kind of getting to go back and remember that. So, all right. We are going to come back in just a minute here, take our last break. And when we come back, we are going to do our Poddex interview deck question of the week. If you have never heard of Poddex, you can find them at poddex.com. If you're a podcaster, they're great interview questions. There's also the option you can use it for other things. Like if you want to start conversation at a family dinner, you can bust out one and have the conversation. So we will be right back. Stay tuned. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 Weight Loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. And we are back. Thank you again for so much for tuning into the Dad DeLorean podcast. I really appreciate you coming on and just spending the time with us. It's something where I don't take lightly that you are taking the time to listen to me ramble about all of these geeky things because this is really, <laughs> this is the type of thing that I, you know, you can start a conversation with somebody who's really not as into it and they start to tune you out after two seconds. So if you are tuning in, I greatly appreciate you showing up and just listening to me ramble and just joining in on a conversation. So, this week's question from the Poddex interview deck is, what is the worst job you've ever had? Well, that is really a fun, fun, fun story. So, one place that I didn't enjoy part of the job was when I worked in Albertsons. I was a bag boy way back in the day. I guess we called them courtesy clerks. But way back in the day, that was one of those things, like, I didn't mind taking people's groceries out to the bag or to the car or rounding up the carts that sort of thing that was kind of my high school job but what bothered me was one bathroom duty because I hated cleaning the bathrooms and my wife probably is laughing as she hears this because she's like oh so that's why you have such a problem with it yeah I'm not very great at cleaning the bathrooms at home either but then also there was one very specific incident in that job where I had somebody come and 
basically act like I was the new guy who didn't know how to bag groceries and telling me how to bag the groceries by coming in and doing it for me. He's like, don't worry, you'll get the hang of it. And this was after I'd been doing the job for almost a year. And I'm like, seriously, like, this is ridiculous. What do you think you're doing? Like, so if you don't like how I'm bagging your groceries, that's totally fine. But come on, man, seriously, don't talk to me like I've never been doing this before. I've been doing it for a while now. But that was actually not the worst job that I ever had. The worst job that I ever had, oddly enough, would have been my 10-year-old self's dream job, and that was working at Toys R Us. I actually, shortly after high school, had a brief stint where I was a seasonal employee for our local Toys R Us, rest in peace, Jeffrey the Giraffe. The year that I was in there was actually the same year that the Xbox and GameCube both came out, if that dates how far back we're going here. It it was a while back. I want to say it was circa 2001, 2002, if I remember correctly. So, you know, we're talking about 20 years now. But it was a really awful job for a couple reasons. One, there is so much going on and like it can be pretty horrendous. I would not even dare to try to compare war to retail. I just say that as far as jobs go, it was pretty horrific. You had at any given time during the Christmas season, anywhere from 10 to 15, maybe even 20 registers going at the same time and lines going with no end in sight. And that was, and the closer you got to Christmas is the worst it got. So it was one of those things like it was a constant moving, 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 moving. When you're a cashier, like you kind of almost needed a break where you just were like, okay, I don't have anybody coming in, anything like that. But that was not how it worked when you worked at Toys R Us during the Christmas season. And so on top of that, you had people coming in trying to scam you. I have a very vivid memory of a woman who came in, handed me a $10 bill to pay for something, and then tried to convince me that she'd actually handed me a $20 bill when I went to give her her change. And the, it was one of those things, it was still early in my retail career. I hadn't figured out things like making sure that you lay out the bill that they paid with across the till. But what I did know is the feel of the bill. And the feel of the bill that she handed me was older and wrinkly. And the $20 bill on the top of the stack was not old and wrinkly. It was a crisp new bill. And so having to have an argument with this woman about whether or not I paid her the right amount of change and then having to go and get a manager to basically back me up on it because I was 100% sure that she did not hand me a $20 bill, like that was exhausting. And then on top of that, I managed to somehow dodge the bullet where I did not have to work the opening of the days that the Xbox or the GameCube came out, but that did not mean that I was not getting stupid questions from people who wanted to know if we had them in stock. I had one really great memory where I was on my break. I had my jacket on to try to cover the fact that I was an employee, but somebody still came up to me. He's like, hey, can you go get me an Xbox out of the back? And I kid you not, when he asked me this question, I am standing in front of a sign that says very clearly, we are out of Xboxes. And I go, sir, we're out of Xboxes. He's like, well, what about the ones that you've gotten in the back? And I just remember this was getting towards the end of the season and I was just annoyed as all get out. And I was actually not at all upset when they let me go. But I said, sir, can you see this sign behind me? He looks over. Yeah, we're out of Xboxes. And then I walked off and finished my break elsewhere because I didn't want to get any more stupid questions about Xboxes. So that was probably going to be the worst job that I have ever had. Now it did. The one thing that came out of it that I would say is a positive is it prepared me for my small retail background, 
because after that, I spent five years working for a small Christian book retailer, and that was much more manageable having been through the horrors of Toys R Us, where you've got such a big store and you've got people coming at all times and all of that. A smaller retail situation, like you get upticks that felt busier, but it wasn't like... <sighs> it wasn't as bad as when you looked at Toys R Us and you had no end in sight. When you're only working in a much smaller store and your line goes to your door, it's a much more manageable thing. And so I kind of feel like that was my worst job, but it helped prepare me for the rest of the jobs. And, you know, maintaining a cool composure even when people were being jerks and things like that, I think that all came in handy once I moved on from that position. So I learned life lessons in the job, don't get me wrong, but that was probably the worst job I've ever had. What about you? What was your worst job? I want to hear from you. Go ahead. Like I said at the beginning of the show, if you want to reach out, reach out via Instagram at the Dad DeLorean Podcast, via the Dad DeLorean Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to go ahead and send us a voicemail, you can attach a clip to your email and send it to us that way. If you want to go on our website, there are contact options there, thedaddelorean.net. And Thank you again for joining us this week. I said it before, I'll say it again. We had such a great time talking this week. I want to hear from you. I'm really enjoying those conversations that we're having, and I am looking forward to hearing from you. Remember, parenting is a complicated profession. Stay safe out there. Take care. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com.